Ag Tire Talks, driving yield through tire technology, sponsored by Michelin Agriculture. James Tushner with Ag Tire Talk here. I'm with Jason Zoror. He is with Advantage Pressure Pro. He's the president and CEO. You know, you've never been on the program, so why don't you give us a brief intro about yourself? Sure. Yeah, thank you uh, for that little intro you gave to me. Uh, appreciate it very much. Uh, Advantage Pressure Pro is uh, a family business formed in 1991, the originators in tire pressure monitoring systems. Um, I now run that company. I'm a uh, president and CEO of it, but it was started in uh, 1991 by my father, Philip Zoror, a, a pioneer in the space. Uh, still a family business today. Still have four siblings coming in every day to uh, to uh, work hard and, and keep growing the business. So uh, something near and dear to my heart. Excellent. You know, Pressure Pro, um, it's a family-owned business. And before we get into detail on the hardware, it's really an American dream story of sorts. So um, why don't you just talk about, um, you know, a little bit about the founding of it. But really, the other piece I want to talk about, it might have started as family-owned, but man, you've got some hardcore OE fitments out there, like tried and true, really the stamp of approval on, you know, you cutting the mustard out there you know, for, for durability and, you know, um, OE um, factory fitments. So why don't you touch on that a little bit? Sure, I will. Just uh, I, I would be remiss not to mention my father a little bit because he was the one who really had the vision to start the company. He had retired at 42 years old and decided uh, he's going to, I didn't know what he thought he was going to do for the rest of his life, but it didn't last too long with my mom saying, uh, you better find a job because it's too much to handle. <laughs> house, too much to handle. Uh-huh. So uh, he launched Advanced Pressure Pro really with an idea of, of starting an entire new market and not just, not just a product, but kind of forming a market and, and trying to corner it. So um, didn't know how much of a challenge he had ahead of him. Ran to a gentleman who really had a drawing on a napkin. Um, and unfortunately, he had cancer, and uh, but he owned a U.S. patent, and it was a good idea. And my dad recognized that and purchased a patent from him and really started in forming the first TPMS systems. So uh, take this back to 1991. Wow. And, wow. And, uh, junior high. Okay. Testing the very first direct TPMS sensors that the world had ever seen. Um, and I say direct because before that, it was done in a different manner. So I think about like circumference of the wheel. And so they didn't actually use tire pressure. They were just monitoring how many times the real wheel revolved. So we're the first ones to actually uh, to do direct. We're actually telling what the PSI level is in that tire in real time. Yeah, it's so, interesting. I, I had no idea um, who, you know, really you were, which I should have known because, you know, I'm so the air pressure is such an integral piece of the equation. I got to tell you, I, I had no idea that you were, your, your organization, which is such a pioneer in, in the industry, like I, I didn't know you started the whole deal. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, we don't uh, toot our horns, I guess, that much. At the same time, we work behind the scenes. So uh, we're a family business, still family business, but now we've kind of sprouted to where we have some awesome partners, uh, both in distribution and fleets and OEMs, you know, very recognizable, like Case New Holland. Uh, so uh, definitely took our uh, took a while to earn those stripes to them and, and to let them know just how dependable we are. But we're the only American-made TPMS system that's in existence. We still design, manufacture, engineer every piece of it here uh, in the United States. That's important to us. We can keep good oversight on it and earn the trust of companies like Case to Holland to where we go as standard fitment on their four-wheel drive tractors. Uh, there's tens of thousands of them out there in the world from, from uh, the last couple of years alone. It's really pretty new uh, as far as our, our partnership there. Uh, but, man, we're excited about where it's going. 
Okay, so let's just touch upon the OE fitments. You know, we really cater towards the large ag producer, right? Increasing the yields, really improving their productivity, reducing the fuel. So is this really uh, the OE fitments that we're talking about large ag stuff or is it smaller or just kind of give us a little bit of a flavoring to what kind of fitments we're talking about? I think most of the time it is on on the large rag. We are standard okay. fitment on the Magnum series uh, okay. with A and H. So if that gives a, a little bit of scale, but um, we are an option throughout their standard lines and even up into the case construction equipment. So how it works there is, uh, you know, we we integrate into their system. We don't. You wouldn't. I said a lot of people wouldn't recognize our name maybe because we talk right into their CAN bus, into their vehicle network, onto the factory display. So you can see an overview of the vehicle and existing pressures and temperatures that are currently in your tires. And then actually, you know, communicate it further downstream too, um, to really get some power out of that system. Well, that's awesome. You know, and knowing that it's a case magnum, you know, that's really where the volume is, that mechanical front wheel drive segment. We get a ton of listeners that have that particular type of setup, whether that be a, a Deer 8R or a Fent or, or whatever that happens to be. So excellent, excellent. So let's touch on the hardware. But before we do, I want to ask you, so um, really, so First, let's talk about it's correct me if I'm wrong, but it's really just a screw on um, the you take the valve cap off and then you screw the thing on. If, if you're doing an aftermarket setup, is, is that correct, Jason? That's correct. Simple, oh. man. Wow. Simple, okay. But it's a small fit goes right onto the valve stem. When you screw it on, it gets under pressure. Anything over six PSI wakes it up and it starts okay. pressure and temperature right then. It's doing it 24 seven, whether the vehicle's on or off. Um, it's just a very efficient sampling rate and then sends it via RF signal, uh, the radio frequency to uh, from the sensor to our receiver um, that communicates it all to the rest of the vehicle and allows you to view it and uh, change sensors, change alert settings to where you really get uh, the alerts where you need them, you know, not just locked in on one certain application where it works. It has to be flexible so that the, the different different farmers, different customers, period, can really hone in on, on what they need. So let's talk about the sensing. So I was aware that it senses the pressure, but are you also saying it senses the temperature as well? That's right. No, even on the, though it's on the valve stem, you have to think that the air that's inside of that tire is really just moving constantly. And it's a fluid yeah. Situation, uh, pardon the pun, where uh, it's it's always in movement and it's it's not something where it, it just uh, stagnates. So we're on the valve stem, so there might be there's a little bit of loss of temperature as it goes travels through the valve stem. But right. what we found is that it's very important. This can uh, temperatures can really climb up quickly, especially when you have a, a low pressure application on a road environment. And so it's it's really nice to, to track that. You can see something where uh, they're not pressure alerts yet hasn't gotten that level but the temperature has risen to a level to where it's concerning uh, and because of the fact we can manipulate those levels you know most times we set those temperature levels um, on the high end at 200 and we can do it all the way down to 120 degrees so you can start to really learn when those tires are getting stressed out well that's awesome you know there's a couple of points i want to touch on for our listeners number one is you're saying you can get down to six psi wakes it up because we really need to do that in today's ag world so we can get down to those mid single digits no problem is that correct that's correct. You know, the other piece I wanted to touch on is not everyone is in tune to the fact that really heat is the tire's worst en enemy, period, end of story. Heat literally just tears the thing apart. All those plies, bead bundles, materials and pieces, parts, right? 
it just literally comes apart if it gets overheated. So really what you're saying is, is that this can prevent everything up to a catastrophic failure. You're running that thing down the road hardcore. You see that temperature rise, man. It's time to stop, right, Jason? Or slow down. You know, Slow down, man. What think the, thank you, sir. Slow down until the sure. temperature gets right. Yeah, in big mining operations, and this is I'm just taking it outside because it, it's a lesson that's completely parallel. They'll run 18 to 24 hours a day. They're in these big mine sites are going long. It takes a long time just to get down to the bottom of the pits and back up sometimes. And so in running that long, they'll realize they'll see their temperatures spiking and, and going down. And, and and so what they they don't stop that machine. If the wheels aren't turning, they're not earning. It's a, it's a, a euphemism in that space, but it's so true. And so what do they do? They slow the machine down. There is options. And so if you don't, if you can't change your pressures, uh, which is ideal, you know, going from a road condition to a field condition, uh, it's at least best to control your speed so you can and, and keep an eye on what those tires are. Because like you said, it's, it's the enemy of the tire. It ruins it from the inside out. And that tire will never forget its worst day. It will be a little bit compromised from that point forward and you will never get the performance or the lifespan out of that tire that you really deserve. Well, excellent. Excellent. So really what we're talking about is adjusting the pressures, first of all, to keep that fuel at a minimum, right? To also make sure that we get the enlarged footprint, get those PSIs down if we are able to adjust them before going in the field, right? Get that elongated, super large footprint in accordance with the weight and the speed, making sure that those particulars are adhered to. But then also we can optimize it for the road performance or the on gravel where we're bringing the machine speeds up to 25, 30 miles per hour. So really, in addition to all these benefits from yield to fuel to longevity, we're really talking about a a safety factor as well, right, Um, with that temperature piece. No doubt about it. Yeah, and it's it's something where we don't try to uh, quantify or or focus on one area of of benefits for it. I feel like there's a ton of benefits from it and you kind of have to pick your poison. There's no doubt there's safety. Um, in the agricultural world, there's not as much as far as being close to the tire and having blowouts because they're lower pressure. Um, and um, at the same time, uh, the fuel, the tires, like you said, the soil compaction and avoiding that uh, is reason enough to, to take action. Okay, so let's get to payback, right? So say I'm a producer, I've got an older case magnum before we put this stuff on, right? And I just say, hey, man, I'm interested in this thing. I've got 500 acres. Like, what do you estimate the payback on? Is it a season? Is it two seasons? Like, what is it? I, don't, I, I think it's absolutely a season or less, you know, in doing the time study. Uh, and this is something that, uh, you know, I worked with you on <laughs> because I because uh, you have such good knowledge on, on that speed, on that piece. But uh, just a simple PSI correction of, uh, of one or two um, raising or lowering can have ramifications and saving you hours out in that field uh, with a system, a single system being somewhere in the you know, five or six hundred dollar range retail, let's say. You can make that back in so many different areas and have an ROI so short, it's almost unbelievable uh, because of the fact that you're on one tire, you know, and, and you take that to where it's too low, uh, you've already gotten past that point, you know, so, and it's the system that can just keep earning, you know, it's not something that in this environment, we expect those sensors to keep going and going without having to change a battery or even touch it, you know, for up to seven years, five to seven years is our estimate in this range. So uh, it definitely keeps on packing a punch.
Excellent. So really the payback is really a season. You know, we touched upon the yield. We touched upon the fuel. One thing that you mentioned that a lot of the, of the other log contributors have talked about is the productivity. When you get those pressures down, if you can take it from a machine from running seven to eight miles an hour, when you've got a thousand acres, I'm, we're talking hours, man. That's, you know, you're saving, which is another big deal, especially with um, the lower, um, the reduced number of uh, field days with, with weather changes. And sure. like, okay, so we talked about the features and benefits. We talked about the hardware, really simple, um, just to really take that valve cap off, put that valve cap on. So let's now talk about the readout. Clearly, if you, it's a, a new case magnum and they got you OE, it's going to show up on their readout in cab, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So what if I got an old machine, man? And do I need to get, am I going to get one of your readouts and put it in cab too? Like, or do I got a phone? Like, how's it go? Sure. I mean, yes and yes to answer it. We have a okay. variety of different systems to kind of suit whatever the customer needs. No one's the same. Uh, the, the system that we sell to our OEMs is a black box that goes behind the dash. It's all IP69 waterproof. Um, right. So not something that would really be something for the aftermarket, but we have a full um, turnkey display that can show you a representation overhead view of your tractor as well. All the same things that you would see on that on that factory display, just in an aftermarket form. Also has a lot of communication and data logging features. So if you happen to have a tire incident, you want to go back and see what happened, you can do that as well. And then you said, can I do it on my phone? Yes, we have another system called the FX. It's a sister product to our flagship system um, to where it just removes the need to have a display. Uh, everyone uses the world of smartphones and apps these days. We developed our own application for either an uh, individual for a fleet that can go back to our cloud-based software and really give a visualization of what's going on. Or if you have five tractors and uh, you're the one, the manager, and want to keep an eye on it in real time, you can go into our cloud-based software, see those five tractors, right. which ones are your problem areas. Excellent monitoring. Really, uh, and that's really where the power starts to, to come in using that software. Well, perfect. Well, you know, that's a really good summary. I mean, as far as really the hardware and the software piece in the monitoring. So just to kind of recap, make sure I got it all right. Really, you've been a family business. I mean, for it started by your dad, right? And still American engineered, right? Owned. You got family members still engaged, cutting the mustard with some big OEs out there. And then when it comes to really the payback to the improved fuel right or reduced fuel or or the increased yield and really the safety piece and really the longevity increase because you're running the stuff at the right pressures right you're talking about a payback in a season i mean it's just like it it, it, it's it's almost a no-brainer man um and then we get on to the end all, which is not only are you able to do that for one machine, but you're able to monitor, you know, all of them really at one fell swoop. And are you able to monitor the implements as well, Jason? Yes. Okay. It, it, so you can do that too. You just same deal. Okay. Right. So you got, got the whole package. Well, that's kind of a summary from, from my vantage point as we start, as we wind down and close our time together, what am I missing? Is that, is that a pretty good summary? Is there anything else you'd like to add? I think you've done a, a great job. That's a, a pretty good summary of, of who we are as a company and, and what we can offer. You know, there's uh, things that we continually learn in this agricultural space as far as, you know, the importance of keeping tires. But I didn't know personally until a few years ago just how 
uh, important this would become to us. We focused on fleets. We focused on RVers. We focused on That's mining industry. And here yeah, we yeah. are. Our biggest customer in the entire world is an agricultural global That's OEM. Awesome. And I don't know, uh, and I didn't exactly know why it's so important, but and like I said, the layers you peel back and everything you've mentioned from the fuel to the saving of the tires, to the safety, to the time of productivity, um, it just makes a lot of sense. And so, yeah, continue to try to make new inroads and make new relationships uh, in, in this market. Well, fantastic. Well, Jason, thanks again for being on the program. And that's a wrap. Thank you. Appreciate it, James.